0: Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Superachievers. In this two-part interview series, I'm interviewing Darren Johnson. Darren has 30 years of experience in the field of recruiting and is currently the Director of Human Resources and Recruiting at Pragmatics Incorporated. Welcome, Darren. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Absolutely, my pleasure
0: well, I love your background and you've had uh which I'd love you to share you know many years in the talent uh management slash recruiting area so before we get into today's topic, can you share a little bit about yourself?
1: Of course uh yeah, so I've been doing recruiting, kind of fell into it backwards I should say i was uh you know graduate the finance and economics degree and and thought I'd be uh you know the wolf of Wall Street or something and, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That, then I saw what they did on a regular, it's like they, they were up at, cause I was on the West coast. So they were up at 6am in the morning to make the stock market over here. And I'm like, nah, that's not for me. <laughs> I ended up going, uh, to a, uh, like an insurance financial management company as an intern. And, uh, I was doing well, but then I was bringing in more people, more students. We call them interns or whatever. Uh, and, uh, And the boss there, the general manager, was like, you're a great recruiter. I'm like, what's that? What's a recruiter? I don't know what that is. And he says, well, they call it a manpower. So I I kind of backed into that by just my enthusiasm and my ability to build trust with people. Got me a position of being the director of recruiting for Northwestern Mutual Life. And then from there, uh, I just went went for a couple uh, worked for a staffing agency that was a former North uh, employee. At Northwest Mutual Life, and he got me into that, and that really kind of taught me how to do the uh, the grind. You know, the how to how to call into places, how to be creative, because you you have to headhunt basically. Yeah. Um, and then I got when I moved from Spokane down to the DC area, I got with uh, some other outsourcing companies here, and then started doing some corporate recruiting, and used my customer service skills that I learned from the staffing agency in the corporate world, which was unique, unfortunately. Um, customer service, that type of thing. So, yeah, I've worked for small companies of you know a hundred uh, people, and I've worked for companies like ACS, Xerox, um, that were 130,000 people. So, they run the full gamut.
0: Wow! So you've seen a lot as far as uh, the topics that we are talking about today and uh, next week. Yes,
1: yes, for
0: sure. <laughs> Awesome. So now you talk about using the wow factor to get an interview. What advice do you have for our listeners in these areas?
1: Well, of course. Well, first of all, I'll say is most resumes are terrible. and It's, not, <laughs> it's just not the fault of the candidate. They just were never taught. Um, you know, we're working in school. We're trying to do X plus Y equals C or whatever. Right. And, and, uh, and that stuff doesn't really translate in the real world. So yeah. people aren't taught in high school about, how to buy a house or you know, how to do a resume. And so when people get out, they, they typically either A, try and do it themselves or B, they have career centers at colleges that try and put it together. And that that advice, again, career, career centers are wonderful. I'm not saying anything bad about them, but they are terrible at writing resumes because they've really probably never been out in the real world and they're still doing one page resumes, which is... <laughs> yeah crazy. We're not even, we don't even look at it. The pages are irrelevant because we're all doing searches online for keywords. So, um, I've seen so many resumes where the margins are, you know, 0. 0.025 on the page and the <laughs> is eight. And I'm like, I cannot read this, but we're going to keep it to one page. I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> um, if you have a story to tell, tell your story. That's what it is. So when you look at it as when I So back to the wow factor, and I kind of came up with this, um, that statement, because as I was looking at somebody's resume, I was not wowed. And when I was trying to explain to them, before I send this to the hiring manager, we need to have the hiring manager go, wow. And so then it kind of stuck in, in that regard, because when you're looking at five resumes, 10 resumes as a hiring manager, they all pretty much, again, vanilla, they're all saying the same thing. I'm good at communication. Um, I was a, uh, I did a software development, blah, blah, blah. Versus what I say, the wow factor is I saved the company 30% on revenue because I was able to do this, this and that. Um, or I increased revenue or I increased uh, efficiency by 20% because of this. That to me is people get excited about wow. Or you can put them in Another thing is to add a story um, or a project that is relevant, especially if you tie it to what the job description is. Right. So sometimes I, I always say, you know, you got to have a generic resume to catch all. Yeah. But if you have time and you really, or you want a particular job at a particular company, read their job description and then develop your resume or in or highlight your resume to to follow what the job description is asking for, if that makes any sense. Oh,
0: yeah. First of all, uh, being specific on accomplishments. Very important, right? Uh, yes. And uh, along those lines, um, how do individuals, like when they feel, well, this was a team effort, I didn't do it on my own. I'm sure you've heard that before. What advice do you have for them in relation to that?
1: Yes. And specifically, people, even uh, hiring managers, uh, and recruiters, we we notice when, when a resume is full of we yeah. <laughs> versus I. And that's okay as long as you put some I's in there as well. Um, and you can even say the team won or we accomplished our goal of hiring 50 people in one month. I individually did these things, five different things, one, two, three, four, five, to help the team win. So you can you can still always tie it back to to I whether or not you know, I was standing around and watching people that's fine too I suppose if you <laughs> want to tell the truth but at least you can have something in there you got so there are always going to be team accomplishments and so I actually recommend saying that you want to start out with the the I accomplishments then the we accomplishments and then the company accomplishments so while I was at a company we were rated number three. Um, in in best company to work for, so of course I put that on our resume, my resume, because I wanted to show that the company while I was there. Certainly, I wasn't the only factor, but I certainly was helping um, to make the company a more welcoming place, and which got the number three rating, whatever, blah blah blah. So that's important, I think.
0: I like that. It shows that you're a high performer, that you work well with a team, and you support the company as yes. a whole. Yeah, hitting all those different areas. Yes, <laughs> nice. And then um, add a story or a project. Do you have any uh, memorable uh, ones that you can share that maybe would be a good example?
1: Well, I, I typically, I when people ask for help, um, oddly enough, it's you know the software developers and the engineers and uh, the executives. They don't think they need help because they have master's degrees and PhDs even though their resumes are just as terrible as anybody else's. But <laughs> so most of the time I get people that are at the, the lower end, meaning that they're the receptionist or they're the uh, person's, you know, the kid coming out of college, something like that. So the story that I will, I will add, I guess, for lack of it is, so a receptionist uh, will say, all I do is answer phones. I say, okay, but don't you greet people? As Aren't you the face of the company when a person comes into the door? Yes. So how do you relate to that? How do you put that on a resume and say, I'm the face of the company. I make sure that I um, say thank you and please and welcome and give them two facts about the company. So before they leave, they know two things about the company. So you're not just a receptionist. You're the face of the company. Um, Same thing with answering the phone. So I, I see a lot of this. People say I answer phones. Well, Whoop-de-do! So do I, but that doesn't mean that. But that's not, you know. I want to translate that that into real work. So I want to say yeah. I answered twelve calls a day and directed them to the appropriate department. You know. So again, you're telling a story about what you do. It's not just answering phones. You're managing the incoming uh, uh, visitors. You know, and you're trying to and directing them to the right department so that everything runs smoothly and the person on the other side of the phone. It's a good feeling about the company.
0: So it's almost like, uh, well, first of all, you need to be aware of how your actions tie into the, the higher mission, right? Of course. <laughs> right. And then turn that into a story. That reminds me of uh, maybe you told me this story when we first talked was about the, uh, the bricklayers.
1: Do you know that story? I you, don't recall that. I know okay. a couple of stories about bricklayers, but maybe... Yeah, not the right well, one. it
0: was one guy walked up and he to a guy laying some bricks. He says, what are you doing? He says, I'm laying bricks. And then he walks up to another guy, just a little bit down the, the wall. And he says, what are you doing? I'm building a wall. And he walks a little bit further down, and I'm totally paraphrasing. Um, and he says, what are you doing? And the guy says, I'm building a beautiful
1: cathedral that's going to last for hundreds of years to come. I did not tell you that story, but I'm going to tell you that I did. Because that sounds <laughs> like a beautiful story. And it's something I would probably say if I knew that.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. See? So I'm going to go ahead and credit it to you.
1: <laughs> here's but yeah, the thing. I was, they're I can, all
0: doing the same exact action, but they yeah. believe it in a way differently. And that—that that is the wow factor, essentially, on a resume. <laughs> that
1: really is. And, and that reminds me of when I was at Northwestern Mutual Life. We had uh, a lot of the, the older uh, insurance agents there are m- multimillionaires just because they've worked for 20 years and they've made good money. So when I'm at a job fair and a young person comes up to me and says, so what do you guys do? And I, I would respond, I help people become millionaires. Ooh. And that stopped them in their tracks a little bit. And, uh, and then I had to explain, well, it takes a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it takes gonna a while. Right. But again, but those types it. of statements are important. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and that's the wow factor. Now, what else do you notice um that can maybe take away from that wow factor uh when people are trying to get to the interview stage?
1: Well again, if you're if it takes away from it is when people are general. Um, yeah, and they and they also talk in platitudes and things about uh, you know, soft skills like I'm a good listener and good communicator. Well, of course you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks they're handsome and smart. Uh-huh. Um,
0: and great drivers, too. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I yeah, trust me. So I think there was a uh, there was a, a survey or, or some study out there the done Loring effect where dumb people think they're smart. Yep. Um, and that's the same thing here. I'm not calling anybody dumb. However, science, we've got to follow the science. Right. That's what they're all saying now. Yeah. So the majority of people. So they they always think they're good communicators. And that's irrelevant to me. Anyway, you're going to um, you're going to find out that type of communication in a interview anyway. And if you're talking about, uh, if you're into the Myers-Briggs type of thing, the ENTPs, the INTRs or whatever. Yeah. If you're talking to an introvert and you're a communicator, let's say you're from New York and you talk in a New York minute, they probably will hate your communication. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: So, uh, and and again, we're kind of going off the other side here, but when I was, uh, somebody was asking me to help them because I'm a recruiter. So they're like, they friend of mine. They're like, can you help me find a boyfriend? Because they were dating. And I go, well, what are you looking for? They go, somebody fun. I'm like, well, what kind of fun? Going out yeah. hunting fun or going to the amusement park fun? And again, so using the word fun is irrelevant. It doesn't tell me yeah. a darn thing. So being specific. So I think when I see resumes that are very generic and they talk in, I have good communication skills, I'm you know, blah, blah, blah. Certainly you can add that as long as it's, there's some other wow factors but they, they really don't do much.
0: Yeah. So really getting to the base of what you do and how that relates to the bigger mission and making sure you talk about it. And, and, and it's okay if it's more than one page.
1: <laughs> of course. And so my resume, I think, is now eight pages maybe. Um, and it's got all the keywords that I think that people are looking for. And sometimes they got to update it too, because some of the technology that I used in 2002 doesn't exist anymore. Those companies are gone or whatever. So you got to update it to a certain degree. Um, But again, what about, and here's the other thing. So we'll talk about the wow factor on a a resume. Uh, What if you didn't need a resume? How about the wow factor with just in a conversation with somebody at a networking event? Because sometimes the best resumes are not a resume at all. It's just you. You yeah. A resume. You're on. Let's say you put something on Twitter. It's uh, used to be 144 characters. I can't remember what it is now. But can you give a good 144 character resume on Twitter? Can you do a and uh, in, in the elevator? You're talking to the CEO of whatever Microsoft, and he happens to be in the same elevator as you, and he goes, "What do you do?" And you go, "Blah." Versus, wow. <laughs> I answer phones. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's, that's the key right there is, is uh, me having the wow factor in your head, because who knows when you're, when you don't have a resume to show, and again, the job of the resume is just to get the interview. You're not trying to get the job per se. You're just trying to get the interview. But sometimes when you're out networking, and we'll talk about that in the other uh, section about how to get a job is sometimes the best way to get a job is, you don't even need a resume.
0: Yeah. So I love that. So make sure you include that wow well factor in every aspect, every yeah. uh, conversation, you know, with in networking, um, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, all of those different places.
1: Yeah. And these remember resume is not a legal document. You're not going to go to jail if you brag or over exaggerate on a resume. Uh, there okay. is no resume police. Believe me, I would have been arrested uh-huh. a long time ago. Um. <laughs> So you just have to uh tell the best truth, I always say. Yeah. Right? Tell the best truth. It's not lying. It's just telling right. the best truth.
0: Uh and yeah, you also mentioned keywords. Uh is there anything in particular about that for well, especially? It depends
1: on your industry, right? So if yeah. uh, for me being in recruiting or human resources, I need to use the word applicant tracking system. I need to use the word uh job board, sourcing job boards, um hiring and then I'm looking at the Intel world, I'm hiring uh, full scope poly. I got to put those words in because when someone's looking for, again, we'll talk software developer then too. They, that's, I call the alphabet soup. If you ever look at a software developer or software engineer's resume, they list their skills and uh, it goes through the entire alphabet. And uh, you know that they're not working on all those at one given time. And maybe they just touched it, but because I'm looking for say a SQL server, um, if they don't have that on there, that resume doesn't exist
0: to me. Yeah. So and get noticed and then make sure that you are being very specific on your accomplishments using I, we, and company wide type examples of how you were a part of that. Yes. Anything else related to the wow factor?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things. So, well, first of all, I want to tell people know your resume. So just like we were talking about, if, if you, uh, especially when you're going to the interview, and people ask, well, what about this? And you go, oh, I don't remember <laughs> that. That's not going to be it's on
0: your resume. <laughs>
1: yeah. And it's just even little things like um, there was one resume. I remember somebody went to an event at, from their sorority or something. It was a national event. And I go, oh, how was that? She goes, oh, I don't remember. I'm like, well, it wasn't even relevant about the job. But it showed me that she didn't. She's writing stuff on a resume. That's, I wasn't impressed. Let me put it that way.
0: Yeah. Oh, she's not preparing, obviously. yeah, She's <laughs>
1: not preparing. And you got to know you're most people are, uh, how can I say? Most people are lazy uh, and that hiring managers included. So they usually don't look at the resume until the person walks in. And so they use the resume as a, a a path to follow and they'll start at the top and they'll read their way down and ask you questions in regards to what they're reading. So that's, that's why you got to know your resume and then even have a mock interview of yourself, have one of your friends, uh, or, Better yet, one of your uh, mentors uh, interview you from that and and go through the resume with you. So that way you know it. Yeah. It. So, so the other thing is, the other wow factor is on your resume, it's not even on your resume, it's adding something else to it. So one of the things that I've done that have been, has helped me get some really good positions in my career is I added a PowerPoint presentation um, as if I'm doing a a State of the Union for recruiting, my recruiting background. And I attach that with my resume sometimes, or if I get to the call where they go, hey, we're interested in talking to you. I go, oh, great. Let me send you this PowerPoint presentation that kind of gives you an idea of the way I manage recruiting and do talent acquisition. And people love it. They love it. Oh, nice. Again, and and nowadays we can do, it doesn't have to be a PowerPoint. It can be a Prezi. It can be... um, a YouTube or video, quick little video, uh, people are very creative. I mean, if people can spend time on TikTok and make stupid dance videos, <laughs> for God's sakes, we can do something that's going to help our career out.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so, so there's a little things. I, I think maybe even having both. I mean, you see this with graphic designers. They'll have a portfolio. Why can't you have a portfolio uh, of, of whatever you're doing, talent acquisition, software development, and just maybe even a Maybe someone's interviewing you. Maybe you're putting a video up of someone interviewing you on your resume, and that way people can see how you interact and how smart you sound when you respond to a question.
0: Yeah, get creative and just make sure that uh, it is professional, right?
1: Of course, yes. <laughs> you don't want to be wearing uh, reindeer ears or something uh, <laughs> left over from Christmas.
0: Yeah, or like a, like an absolutely horribly formatted PowerPoint. Or
1: <laughs> yes, again, make the make the PowerPoint. Interesting. I can't, that's a whole nother thing we can do. Is about oh, well, yeah. <laughs> presentations. I hate them. That's why I make mine fun and interesting. And the reason I know they're good is because people come and tell me, wow, that was an amazing PowerPoint presentation.
0: Well, I'd say that's what you're looking for. You're looking for someone to say, wow,
1: right? Exactly. That's what the whole yeah. point.
0: <laughs> that's the wow factor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Is there any final piece of advice on this topic you have
1: for our listeners? I think that covers it. Like I said, it's just really you got to translate things that you do, whether you're in a military. Let's say you're a, a tank operator in the military and you want to translate it in, into um, corporate speak. You're going to have to come up with some things like I manage the process of, you know, follow the standard operating procedures, blah, blah, blah. And you, so you have to talk in terms of that. That's, you got to translate jobs into corporate speak that somebody is going to be interested in that yeah. is going to hire you.
0: Yeah, it is almost like translating into a different language, isn't it?
1: It really is, it
0: really is. Oh, I love that. Well, awesome advice today. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you in the next segment.
1: Thank you so much.
0: If you'd like to learn more about Darren, connect with him on LinkedIn. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.